Blog Talk Radio. This is War Wrestling Authority Radio with your host, Chaotic Katie, the voice, Paul Eubanks, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Lock and load, wrestling fans. It's time for War. Welcome to Evolution Radio Network, Wednesday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central Time. I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane, along with my wonderful co-host. <laughs> the reason why this show will never be a bag of dicks, Chaotic Katie. Hey, show hubby. All right. Hey, show wifey. Well, All uh, right. right now, where's my show son? Yeah. Uh, show son is uh, got a... Uh, Little situation. Storms uh, down in Gibbs area. Knocked out power. So he's having to reset everything at his house. Damn. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole load of fun over, over down uh, by, down by his neck of the woods there. Oh, shitty. Oh, my God. Yes, we are, this is Wrestling Authority Radio, and uh, for the next uh, two hours, we will attempt to inform, entertain, and maybe take you off a little bit. So, I'll piss you off. I'll piss everybody off. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. Um, why don't I go ahead uh, um, we talk, I talk a little bit. This on the uh, Evolution Radio Network, uh, one minute more or less wrestling news uh, a couple of days ago on our uh, Facebook pages, and uh, this is this is a big week. Um, John Morrison and Taya Valkyrie, John John Morrison, John Hennigan, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact, mm-hmm. Johnny whatever you want to call him this week, and Taya are all right. Well, let's get this show on the road. Let's not have any dead air. What's going on in the wrestling world today? Please fill me in. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, uh, like I said, um, John was gone for about seven weeks. And we found out uh, a couple of days after uh, he had returned that he had actually been shooting the latest Survivor series. Oh, neat. So, uh, okay. He, so, so he is now, like he is now celebrity second. I, I'm not really, I'm not really sure. They aren't saying what the format is, which... Of course, uh, they're not allowed to non. You know what? What we're referring to in the in the U.S. as Stormy, 
non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> well, all right. So, yes, yes. Um, so, anyway, so um, all they all they are all they're even allowed to say is that uh, he is indeed on you know going to be on Survivor this year. Now, like I say, we don't know, you know, we don't know where they, where they shot at. Um, we don't know, we don't know anything as far as, um, oh, obviously, you know, what, uh, what his status is or was during the competition. Um, so, um, and uh, just a second here because I've got uh, one of our lovely guests for um, for next week, which uh, I am glad we we just got. Uh, in fact, this actually just uh, set everything up. Um, so next next Wednesday night is going to be not just ladies' night; it's going to be glow night. Yay! And, and this time we're going to have. A, a different a different group of glow girls and uh wait till you hear this lineup we have uh april enriquez who was royal hawaiian um marie moore who was zelda and then we have sharon johnson and donna Wilinski, who were the tag team that everybody wanted to go after Chainsaw and Spike, oh, the wow. heavy metal sisters. Yeah. Yep. So that is that is going that is going to be very that's going to be totally awesome. Um, now, Chainsaw and Spike have not really done much in the way of any uh, um, oh, broadcasts or anything since. Uh, since the show ended, in fact, actually uh, probably wow. the first time that a lot of uh, a lot of fans had even heard of them since Glow went off the air was mm-hmm. during the documentary. I got that, uh, of course, you can that you can. Well, it's uh, it's on Netflix. Can I Katie, see it? So you can, okay, well then I'll find it. What are they calling yep. it? The Glow documentary. It's uh, it's it's called it's called uh, it's called Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. All right. Darren so. will enjoy that. Yeah, I'm still. I can't wait till the next season of uh, Glow comes on either. Right. Um, which that, I can't wait uh, to see that, that either. That takes that takes place. Well, um, kind of a kind of a weird a time. Because, well, hey, you know, I mean. We're right now, um, let's see, what is it, uh, 15, 15 days out from uh, season four of Lucha Underground. And okay. then uh, Glow oh, starts well, yeah. a couple of weeks Understood. later on the, on the 29th, and, or, well, it drops. You because know, remember, okay. all the episodes come all at once, so you can sit there and yeah. binge watch it. In my case, I... In my case, I probably won't be uh, binging much of anything except uh, except probably sleep because uh, oh. if every well 
and I, you know, we're, we're, we need to talk about this again because uh, obviously we mentioned it once, but that was uh, a couple of weeks back. Oh, your eyes. Uh, yes, but uh, if all all going according to schedule, the day that glow yeah. drops is probably the day that I am going to have my first cataract surgery. Well, so, if, you could, if you got one good eye, please try. Yeah, but I'm not. But yeah, but I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna probably be, you know, feeling like doing much watching of anything. Like I say, I'm probably gonna be sleeping, just trying to get get myself, you know, past that day into the next day, and then, you know, and then of course the day after that. So, um, you know, so this. So that's uh, what's going on. So uh, so next Wednesday night, folks, Royal Hawaiian, Zelda, and Chainsaw and Spike live right here in the ER. So you do not want to miss that. So now getting back to getting back to the whole thing with uh, with Johnny. Um, like I said, uh, he's going to be he's going to be in the next season of Survivor. But at okay. the same time, um, he has actually approached another wrestling promotion about uh, about joining them, and this one could be a little bit of an issue. And I'll tell you why. Why um, the the promotion that he is talking to and wanting to get signed on with is New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. Now, okay. Now, here is the here is the situation with that. Okay. Um what okay. we've got, got, we got going on with that is that New Japan has a working agreement in Mexico with CMLL. And, of course, Johnny works for AAA. So that that kind of puts a little bit of a monkey wrench in the works there. Um, Oh, Nobody has um, worked for uh, worked for um, New Japan that is currently working for AAA. And at the same time, and this is the other odd part, if you if you look at this, okay, AAA has a working agreement with Impact Wrestling. And Johnny works for Impact Wrestling as well, so don't know don't know what's going to happen there. Don't know how that is all going to play out, but that is that is what is uh, the um, current the current situation on that. Okay. Um, now, uh, Booker T made a, uh, 
Oops, hold on. Okay, I guess I'm not going to go to that one yet. I'm going to go to this one. Um, one of the things, of course, we've found out about over the last 24 hours is, and we've, and we've known about this for quite a while in the wrestling business, the power of social media. And how yep. anybody oh, very powerful. can sit there, yes, anybody can sit there, open their mouths, uh, and, and be a keyboard hero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I hate keyboard exactly. heroes. Especially is the keyboard heroes that I hate the most are the ones that you know if they were face to face with you, they'd probably either piss themselves or fucking run away. Those are the ones yeah. I hate the most. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yep. Well, um, well, one of these one of these keyboard heroes mm-hmm. happened to um, make a take a little take a little crack at uh, the guy that um, we here at ER like to refer to as Vanilla Ice Milk. Oh. <laughs> Because let's let's be let's be honest, he's not he's not. Can't can't we call not, him vanilla? Can't we call him vanilla ice sweet tea or something? <laughs> no 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 it doesn't no it doesn't work that way. No yeah. because because I mean you know and he's that and he's not really and he's not really you know quality of enough material to be ice cream. And ice milk is no, largely liquid, and if you and if you and if and you it's uh, cheap. Oh, yeah, and it all and it also is very difficult to get out of the carton unless you let and it thaw for a little bit. Yeah, and it's not because satisfying. it's almost all water. Yeah, it's not satisfying. There's nothing satisfying about it. Nothing at all. No. That's why if you go no. to that's why if it's, you go to a real and that's if you go to a real creamery. Like someone who actually serves ice cream, it'll say not made from ice milk. Why? Because they're not cheap right. ass buggers. Right, right. So yeah, now, that's ice milk. And that, yeah, right, exactly. You know, it's 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 mm. it's it's like uh, it's what I it's like what I call it's like what I call skim milk. I call oh, you know, I I skim milk skim milk is basically liquid paper. A gallon Oops. of liquid paper. Please, please. It's, a liquid paper is thicker than than uh, than skim milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I used right. to paint my nails. I used to paint my nails with liquid paper in high school. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it works yeah. really well. Works well, really well. <laughs> well, all right. So this this keyboard hero named Stephen. Mm-hmm. That's with a PH. Okay, let's so. Um, said that said uh, the commentator should the commentators should keep their traps shut. End quote during Seth Rollins' entrance. Well, Vanilla Ice Milk Corey Graves responded to him in this manner: Dear Stephen. We are literally paid to talk. I don't come to your job and tell you when and how to apply the mustard. Love us. Exactly. 
Exactly. I mean, exactly. I may I may not be I may not be the biggest fan of uh, Corey Graves' mic work, but oh, at, at the same at the same time, I agree with him. Fan. I don't know. On this a hundred percent. Oh, I mean, I mean I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. The the boy seriously, and I'll call him the boy because he's got an F. Sorry, ice milk. <laughs> you annoy <Yeah>. me. <laughs> You annoy me. The only Vanilla thing you get for is your is baby. is yeah. Do, the do, only baby. We had we had Gremlin stuff going on in the studio where stuff came on like that out of nowhere. Well, uh, that came on. Sean, uh, we have some big breaking news with uh, Enzo Amore. I don't know if you guys have covered it. I've only I've been temporarily uh, here. I, don't, I, was, I, was going, I know nothing I was about it. That I was going to get to that. I was going to also say that. No, we did not pull no. audio and I, of this "quote unquote" rap song because we didn't want we didn't want people's eardrums to bleed. We didn't want them taking sharp instruments and uh, puncturing their eardrums to avoid the punishment of it. Um, I well, made the mistake of listening to it uh, the other the other night uh, via the uh, link on uh, wrestling news source and believe so is, is, is he, is he um, being so is, if, is he if being Kurt, a if hold on wait 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 I have a question I have a question so is he being a piss poor ice milk <laughs> let's put let's put it this way Kurt Kurt Hennig Kurt Hennig I am surprised that Kurt Hennig did not jump out of his grave and start okay, anyway. and, and start singing rap is crap over the top of this thing. Anyways, so can we just give me the gesture to let me know what's going on? It's a, well, it's supposedly I guess what I guess what these what these um, guys call a diss rap. Okay. And he is and he is apparently dissing the um, alleged victim. Oh boy! Okay. Which, which, um, of course, uh, for those who aren't aware, the Phoenix Police did close the investigation. No charges Good. against Mr. Arndt. Uh, but still, does well, not. You know what? You know what? Rappers do it all the time. Rappers do it all the time. Rappers do it all the time. The short, the, I mean, the song Short Dick Man has, has a male version. So what's the difference? It, it oh, happens all hey. the time. Happens uh, all the time. Well, well, the, pro- the problem is you're, they're, all, they're not the, the people who wrote I understand, but, that song. But even... Even R. Kelly answered. Even even R. Kelly. Even R. Kelly answered. Listen, will you listen? Even R. Kelly answered Beyonce's "If I Were a Boy." 
So rappers do it all the time. No, and there's, there's even, I mean, if, I know, if listen, I know, I know. will you that, be quiet? Good. Will you be quiet? Will you be quiet? And let me speak. Okay. There, now you if can you speak. know, if you know the freestyle and rap community and anything about it, you know damn well that different companies such as Murder Inc. and I can't remember what Slim Shady's with. I can't remember. Um, Dr. Dre's company. They went back and forth rapping against each other all the time. So and sometimes it was nasty and 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 I mean like sometimes it almost got them killed. By each other. Trust so, me, I know. Can you, can you tell me what the difference is? I know all about the East Coast, West Coast rap wars. Okay. Now, no. I. So what's the difference? Remember when Tupac and, they, and, and Biggie and they both got gunned people? down? Yeah, of course they do. I remember that. I was. Yeah. Yeah, I was dating a guy who actually cried about it. So, yeah. All right. So Enzo. Um, <laughs> Enzo won't be coming back to WWE anytime soon after that. Um, no. No, we won't. That, but I want to hear it, so if somebody can send me a link personally, um, I'll, I'll listen to it. All right. Well, uh, where do I want to go from here? Let's see. Let's see where I want to go from here. Oh, boy. Um, Steve, why don't you go ahead and take the next story and I'll take the story after that. Hello? Hello? Uh, um, Booker T is saying that, uh, only will CM Punk lose at his uh, next UFC fight, he is saying okay. that after Punk loses, he will return to pro wrestling. And in fact, you're cutting in and out, Steve. Yeah, where'd you go, Uncle Steve? Let's go. Uh. Oh boy! Right. All right, okay. All right, Katie. Well, I guess it's just you and me uh, until Steve comes back. He might have to refresh his call. Um, you know, the mm-hmm. thing about it is this: there is a lot of speculation that uh, Punk is going to be returning to wrestling, and it's going to happen on September the first at the All In event in Chicago, which is Saturday, September first. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of rumors and speculation about it. Um, we will have to see. Uh, everybody says that Punk's getting ready for his next fight, but uh-huh. I, I think I think he's been waiting in uh-huh. a week for something like this to come to Chicago to where he could really make a big impact. This possibly time restricted. That this was time restricted. And now what? the only now the only thing now the only thing is and this is and and here's and here's the situation okay. What's time restricted? It takes it will take it will take at least thirty minutes to 
and and that's if the traffic is good, okay? For what? To get, all right, hang on, to get from the Pro Wrestling Tees store to the Sears Center Arena, which is over, clear over at Hoffman Estate, which is over, which is over near Elgin here. So, you know, if if this is going, if this is going to happen, then he would have to be far enough down the card to be able to make the travel time. Now, speaking of all in, um, Nick Aldis, uh, during the recent uh, Ring of Honor um, show in London, put up a stipulation to Cody Rhodes. He will defend the NWA world title at all in against Cody, but if Cody on the next pay-per-view wins back the Ring of Honor world title, then okay. both titles be on the line at all in, winner takes all. I know, that's kind of... Kind of, kind of throws everybody in a, in a little bit of a stunned silence here. A little bit, a little bit. Bump thrown for a whirl, I'll say that much. Okay, boys. Uh, no dead air. Come on. Jonathan, where are you? I'm over myself. I know. Sip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. What's going on? What's with the shit list? Are we having a shit list or are we not having a shit list? 
or are we wiping our asses with a shit list and moving on? What is going on, boys? Sorry, I was muted. Oh, well, go ahead. What's your shit list? What's on it? Who's on it? Well, I haven't had this said this person's uh, the, this group of people's name on air oh, for oh, probably okay. two and a half years, and Maybe. there are good reasons why. But uh, after our attacks on PWX, these cockroaches decided they were going to come out of the woodwork again and uh, try to get their ratings back up by replaying the show that I did all those years ago on their lovely little fucking podcast that they say a lot of people listen to, but I know damn well nobody really listens to them. So... I'm going to break this down for everybody. It is my understanding that Joseph Eastman, Vito Tomaselli, Paulie Tomaselli, or Brandon Tomaselli, and Mr. Ben Jordan and whoever the fuck circle jerks in that group think that Jimmy Smooth, the owner of PWX, the guy that is running an all-ages event outside of a fucking strip club, is the lesser of two evils between him and I. Okay. Continue. And I'm going to tell you something. If that motherfucker Jimmy Smooth is the lesser of two evils between him and I, then you guys are in for a rude fucking reality check. Because I promise you, this motherfucker's first show a week from Saturday is going to fail. And it's going to fail miserably. Steve, I forgot to send you the poster. They don't even have any pictures of any of the wrestlers on this fucking poster. At all. No pictures. No nothing. Just powerhouse wrestling extreme with all the information. Nobody listed that's going to be there. No nothing. And you know, Steve, you know the way I operate. If this would have been us running the Silver Slipper Saloon, posters would have been out a month ago. Uh, This guy does not have posters out. He's still continuing to run all ages at, uh, and he's got to back up for a second here. Steve, let it be known to me that they have a July date, that they're doing another all ages show at this place. What in the actual fuck is going on here? Like, I, I, I don't get it. And now, come to find out, Steve, not only is Eric Priest working the show, Nick Brubaker is working the show. But I've caught that guy kind of uh, taking bookings places where he hasn't before just to get a payday. Uh, if they were to book Eric Priest versus Nick Brubaker, it might be a good match, but they're not going to do that. They're going to have... Chief Atakula Kula, who I, good friend of mine, but the guy was really good about 10 years ago. He could still put on a decent match, but it's like I explained to people, you have a Chicago legend with a guy that everybody hates in Chicago, because nobody in Chicago outside of anarchy has booked Chief. Nobody. So, evidently... Jimmy Smooth is the lesser of two evils because they decided that they were going to do re-upload the podcast that I was on 
And evidently, they either downloaded one of our shows, which if I find that out, and they're airing that, I'm going to have them on copyright infringement, because I do have a copyright on this network. So, I'm not playing around. I called Beast on his bullshit. I called PWX on their bullshit. Now, yes, earlier this week, I called out a wrestling organization by the name of Wrestling for a Cure, because they were backstabbing Rampage Championship Wrestling. I caught one of the promoters from Wrestling for a Cure bad-mouthing RCW, and I went to Frank Root with it, and I said, here. I said, you got them a 65-inch TV to give away at their show, and this is the shit they're pulling behind your back. So I questioned it, and I did get the evidence that I wanted. Steve, this was the organization that said that they raised $10,000 for St. Jude. They did, in fact, raise $10,000 for St. Jude. So that is a miracle, okay? And I'm very happy for them about that. But that stuff needs to be more accessible to the public. Because I shouldn't have to to ask the promoter for that letter that says, you gave St. Jude X amount of dollars. That should be on your Facebook so everybody can go and see what you actually gave last year. That's my opinion on that. There's going to be people that don't agree with me on it, but that's my opinion on that. Because anytime I gave a donation, I made sure it was public. It went on the RWF, RWF Facebook pages. It went on my personal pages. I made sure people knew that the money that they were giving me or the money that we were raising at those events was going to the correct cause. So we're going to bring things full circle now. Evidently... Uh, Evidently, they have found another clip. I did not listen to the show out of not wanting to um, drive myself crazy enough to the point of driving up there and and kicking one of these people's teeth in um, for all of this craziness that has been going on for all these years. I decided that I wasn't going to listen to it, but I have heard from others that have, and it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. These guys wanted to talk about us. Jimmy wanted to talk about us doing things for a ratings. Motherfuckers, if your best show was the show that I was on, you're doing something horribly wrong. Horribly wrong. Because I promise you, if I'm the best guest that you've ever had on that show, your show is a thousand times worse than the show I am sitting on right now. Because you can't get legitimate guests. Because you guys look at the business as a fucking joke. And you always have. I have no respect for Joey Eastman. I have no respect for Ben Jordan. I have no respect for Vito Tomaselli. And I have no respect for Paulie Tomaselli. Now, I may have pissed Steve off, but Steve, you're going to come. I'm not pushing this in your face, but you're going to come to realize I pay for this network, and when there's something I want to get off my chest, I'm going to do it. This I is a bit, not, but all, all, okay, wait. But all he's saying is just because you can doesn't mean you should. I'm not take these. None of these thoughts are my, are, are, that he's having are mine, people. I'm just, yeah. Okay. I, I, um, I didn't want to have to bring it up, but I, I'm offended because there were people that I knew that wanted to be all buddy-buddy with me that were sharing this and saying, oh, my God, you got to hear this show. They slam Sean. They slam Sean. Let them. I don't give a fuck. I give a fuck enough to come on here and say that what they're doing is absolutely wrong and that 
Nobody in their right mind should be listening to Joey Eastman because he was a failed wrestling manager from the Chicagoland area that hasn't been back in years. Thank God the state of Massachusetts uh, welcomed their arms to that motherfucker, and as far as I'm concerned, they can keep him. Because if I ever see that motherfucker again, I, can't pro- I, I don't even know what I'll do. It'll be bad. I promise you that. It, it would be bad. Um, the rest of them, I don't care for. I never have. Uh, Vito at one time was a good talent. I thought Brandon had a lot of potential, but he let other people influence his head. And that whole group looks at wrestling as a joke. The only one out of that group that still takes bookings that I know of is Paulie. And he's only getting booked in select places. I think it's absolutely asinine that people are willing to overlook the proof that I have given on the allegations of Beast. The proof that I have given that this place is running right next to a strip club and an adult film store. And it's all ages. Because let me tell you something. I guarantee you a dollar to a donut, Steve, and this is where I want you to chime in. If it were any other promoter that were running there, Eastman would be shitting all over them. But because it's Joey, or but because it's Jimmy Smooth, and Jimmy Smooth doesn't like me, Eastman's willing to play buddy-buddy with him, even though Eastman knows without a shadow of a doubt in his mind that the product that Jimmy Smooth is going to deliver on June 9th is going to be an absolute shit show. The only good thing on that card, there are two ne- good, good things on that card now. There is Nick Brubaker and there is uh, Eric Priest. Eric Priest hasn't, I haven't seen his work since 2004. What I've heard, his pace has slowed down a lot. Nick Brubaker can still go. He's a great talent, but if you don't put him in the ring with somebody that matches that great talent, it's going to be a shit match. And that's the problem with this company. They're putting, their big main event is beat. And I'm sorry I I told somebody this Uh, I think I told Brian Blade this Matter of fact Steve I said uh, you use Beast as a mid-card guy But he is not the fucking person He is not the horse that you want Drawing the carriage of your promotion And I don't uh, People don't get it You want In order to get asses returning in your seats You have to have a young baby And a young heel Fighting and going after each other. They don't have to be 18. They can be in their 20s, hell, even in their 30s. But you don't want guys that have been around the business 20 years as your main eventers. Because they're not going to give you the best product that you can get for your main event. A main event should typically be somebody that can work 20 to 20 minutes to an hour. Now, nobody books hour matches anymore. I'm Steve Kane and I are one of the very few people that have tossed around the idea of actually rebooking an one hour Iron Man match. But the problem is you have to have two people that know what the fuck they're doing that can hold the crowd for that long. And the problem is most of the guys out there on the independence these days don't know what they're doing and couldn't go that long. Fuck. Most of them get blown up by the time they get to the ring. I'm telling the truth, folks. I am not going to uh, speak any more about this um, matter, but I am going to keep bringing you news on PWX as it happens. As far as Mr. Eastman and that whole in-the-rotation circle jerk fucking squad is concerned, you can kiss my ass, and I will take serious gratification of pissing in each and every one of your graves when you kick the bucket before me. And that is all. 
So I think with that, we're going to take we our song. We should take a musical break. Yeah. We thought the same thought at the same time. Play me some music. I have this on here twice. Uh, I maybe I uploaded play, it and play Steve uploaded you, it. Then play the one you want. I don't care. Pick one. Do it. Now. All right. All right. We'll be back in about three minutes. Uh, anybody that got, got offended by what I just said, now would be a good time to leave because it's only going to get worse before it gets better. got a little controversial here. We had to take a minute to kind of step back from that, but uh, there were some things that I definitely needed to get off my chest, and we're going to keep this show rolling. I don't know what happened to Crusher Knopf. I've asked him to call in. You know, I, I really don't know. 
Too much yeah. during the music break? Yep. During the break? Yep. Okay. He's not okay, on. He comes, if he doesn't, he doesn't. Um, RCW, Frank Rude will be here at some point. He's going to try to call in. Uh, got a lot to address with him. Um, you know, I, di- I did say that I did cut ties with them, but there's still a line of communication there. But believe me, before I would go there, there would have to be some drastic changes made. I'm just going to say that. Because um, this footage that Crimey gave me was just not satisfactory to my liking at all, and I'm not afraid to oh, tell Frank that. Um, I'm not picky when it comes to my wrestling, but I am. I, I'm a stickler for a good show, and you, I think you and Steve both know that. I'm a stickler oh, yeah, for I a good it. show, so I want to make sure that you know if I'm going to tie myself to somebody, it's somebody that's going to not drag my name down even more. Um, I don't know where Steve went. He he went to get a glass of wine. Him and I, yeah. You almost made me refill my wine, and it's only half full. Um, the other yeah. thing that I want to get into tonight is... Um, crap, where the hell did that go? I don't know. Where'd you put it? Not there mine. I didn't was, wear it. There was, uh, <laughs> there was a promotion over the weekend that was accused of not paying their tail in full. Now, we've covered this, and I'm not going to cover it again, but uh, I, believe, I believe Paul Eubanks said it best when it comes to paying your boys. When they, you see the whites of their eyes, they get their envelope. And I just... Uh, I just saw a video that Frank did tonight on the RCW page where he was talking about Larry Matizik and how Larry Matizik booked him Abdullah Butcher and Bruiser Brody back in the 80s um, and how uh, Frank had his money for Abdullah and Bruiser before they even walked in the door, which Larry at the time was evidently shocked because it was unheard of. Um, that's the way it's supposed to be done. And I don't understand why people don't do it that way. Um, we're going to get into some Survivor. No, we did that already. Um, yeah, we did that. Yeah, we did. He was uh, resetting stuff. Let me talk about that. Um. We spoke about Enzo, and what's the next thing after that? That's what we're up to. Well, we spoke about Booker T. Uh, yep. I, don't, uh, I don't have the answer to why Sanity and the Authors of Pain are not there. Steve just disappeared. Um, He'll be back. Don't worry. He went to get, I told you, went to get a glass of wine. Let him get a glass of wine. I don't know how far his kitchen is. <laughs> we're going to talk about... Uh, Colt Cabana, we're going to talk about Authors of Pain, we're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown, uh, which I took a week off from Raw and SmackDown, I have had sinus issues, or not sinus issues, allergy issues like a motherfucker all weekend, Um, I I couldn't even breathe. I fixed Um, you all up. Yes, you did. Come to me Um, sooner. 
But I did follow what was going on with Raw and SmackDown to lead up to the upcoming Money in the Bank pay-per-view, and we've got some good stuff coming up. Um, we're going to talk to Rampage Championship Wrestling when they call in. Um, I don't have a problem Excellent. with them doing that. They have a show this weekend back in Litchfield, Illinois. Uh, and, when are they calling in? Where are they? Uh, Warzone is this weekend. Okay, but when when are they calling in? Oh, I couldn't hear you. You said that you said that too fast, and it sounded jumbled to me. It sounded like something okay. you completely didn't even say. I, I uh, I've been I've been accused of talking too fast. It's fine. Um, <laughs> you know the thing. About, I don't know when they'll be calling in. Uh, they're finishing some stuff. I believe they're finishing dinner at Huddle House, and then Frank was going to go home and tune into the podcast and uh, call in. He's, I, I need to send him the number real quick. And do that. Um, you know, there's there's just so much going on in the wrestling world um, and in the real world at this point. Um, Indeed. You know, a lot of people don't realize this is a bad summer to be promoting wrestling. And here's why. Because oh, the national I... average for a gallon of gas right now is about 350. I'm so glad I don't drive. <laughs> that's the nat- that's the national average. Now right here right here where I live it's like two eighty nine. In most places throughout the United States, gas is three fifty. And it See? makes it extremely hard as a promoter that might have to pay somebody transportation to come up with that little bit of extra. You're you're you know, when you budget for this amount of money and gas prices go up that much and they're going to go up again after June 1st because the, there is a tariff tax that is going into effect June 1st uh, here in the state of Illinois. And I, I think it's federally even, and that's raising taxes by 3% on, on gasoline. Shit. Shit. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's a bad summer to be promoting wrestling. Because if you've got to pay your talent to come from out of town, you're going to be racking up a serious bill in transportation for all your guys and girls to get there. Um, It's probably even bad for flights because jet fuel is more expensive. Plane fuel is more expensive. This, This tariff tax is on the import and output of goods or import and export of goods in the United States is what this 3% is. Uh, I had somebody that was giving me an estimate on a new HVAC system here this week that uh, was telling me about that. She says, yeah, my prices go up June 1st and they go up 3%. I was like, well, that doesn't seem like too much. And then she broke it down for me. I was like, whoa, like, okay, that that's a big jump. I can, I can see it now. And uh, you know, it, i I'm going to be honest with people. Would I love to be running events right now? Sure. But I'm kind of glad that I don't because I don't have to worry about that added expense for transportation. And hopefully they go back down before the end of the year, but we, we just don't know. Um, with the hurricanes going on that are hitting literally everywhere and c- causing severe weather everywhere, we don't know what gas is going to get up to. And it's scary. It's very scary not only because of who we have as our elected official, but 
all of this that's going on in the world that is affecting our gas prices. Now, gas prices in the United States have been pretty good over the last couple of years. There was a point uh, in my recent lifetime where gas was over $4 a gallon. And my mom was like, you know, if it reaches $5 a gallon, I ain't driving. Like, fuck it, I'm done. But in some places, it did hit $5 a gallon. And it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But if you're a promoter, these are bills that you have to worry about. And people don't think about that. I'm just going to book some wrestlers. Okay, are you paying them transportation? Because if you are, guess what? You need to be concerned about this as well. Because gas is expensive these days. And it costs money to get around. And too many people want to try to cheat people out of transportation money. And it's, uh, it's one of those things, you know, if you're taking a booking with a promoter and you tell them you need X amount of dollars in trans, you need X amount of dollars in trans. And it's the promoter's job to come up with it and be prepared to have to come up with it. Because the one thing that I've learned through Steve Kane, who is our dinosaur here, mm-hmm. is that uh, gas prices usually change every year. Some years are better than others, but usually during the summer months, there is a spike in gas. Not so much during the winter months. The summer months, when everybody's out traveling, there is a spike in gas. Wasn't so bad last year when I was promoting Wrestle Wars 2. Wasn't bad at all. But we're a year removed from that, and look where gas is now. That's just scary. I don't know if Steve's got any input on this. I don't know what he's doing. This shit's getting really old. Steve, come back, please. Um, You know, I I just, I don't understand um, why other people aren't concerned about this. Because this is affecting not only, you know, little promoters like me. It's affecting everybody. Everybody. Every form of entertainment. Could you imagine what NASCAR has to pay for gas now for their cars? My God. I thought. Uh uh. I don't even want to think about that. So you know, it's I'm not I'm I'm not, you know, coming on here to be political or anything like that, but it's something Please, that you've no. got to worry about. And, you know, can, Katie, you're in Canada. You don't drive. You don't have to worry about it. Um, you got public transportation, yeah. but public transportation, mm-hmm. because of this, because of all the storms going on, prices of that might go up. Because if they've got to, if, if it costs them more to get gas, it's going to cost them more to get you around. So they're going to have to charge you more. Um, and that's what yeah. people think about. Now, wrestlers that are taking out-of-state bookings, you need to think about this, too, because I, I'm, I'm going to tell somebody, I'm going to tell somebody, you guys all a story, and I'm, uh, you know, I, uh, years ago, there was a guy that was working for Big Daddy and I, mm-hmm. and, okay, I'm taking another song break. You and I got to talk. 
Who's I? <laughs> Folks, we'll be back uh, about four minutes. Going to try to get this situation resolved.
ECW original, C.W. Anderson. You're listening to PWR Slam on the Graveyard Radio Network. The reason I listen to that is because I'm an Anderson. Yes, you are an Anderson, my friend C.W., and uh, boy, we need to get you back on this program. It's been a hell of a long time since we've had you on. Steve Kane is having some connection issues, um, and um, with that being said, we're going to hope to get back to him momentarily. Um, I apologize to everybody for taking, you know, two song breaks in about a 20-minute period, but we're having some technical difficulties with the studio tonight. I'll be back Uh, with you. I've got to refresh my call. I'll be right with you. Steve and Katie are refreshing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play this. Have you ever wanted to become a wrestler, a referee, or a manager? Well, then you got to come and join us at Welfare Wrestling. We got some of the best trainers around. They've trained at Northwest Georgia Championship Wrestling, Southwest Florida Championship Wrestling, Alabama Championship Wrestling, and all them other there championship wrestlings. And we charge $10 worth of food stamps at our weekly shows behind Myrtle's Trailer Park. And that's what you get paid, food stamps. That way you can come and wrestle, and then you can go over to Floyd's and buy yourself that T-bone steak for $1.50. So come on down to one of our weekly training sessions, Monday nights, Wednesdays right after church, and Friday nights. Come to the training camp right behind Goober Piles Gas Station, maybe area RFD. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. Y'all come down now, here. PWX presents the true Illinois Valley experience. Saturday night, June 9th. Take your kids to a strip club to see a wrestling show. That's the true Illinois Valley experience. Uh-huh. Cool. Y'all come down now, you hear? You bring your children. Bring your children. Bring your bring children, children to the strip club. Bring all the children. Uh, I've, I've spoke with many people on that, including Paul Eubanks and others, and everybody that I have talked to on that said there would be no way they would allow a child in that kind of environment. So Steve is going to be recording an ad on that. I believe, uh, I believe the name we came up with it was Toxic Sludge Wrestling. Um, so I'm hoping he gets that done within the next couple of weeks. Cause man, oh, so. I want to hear that. Um, he is having some serious connection issues tonight. I don't know what's going on. I know we were off air last night. I want to apologize to everybody about that. Um, with me being sick, there was uh, some circumstances that would not allow us to broadcast last night. And I just, uh, I, I told Katie and Steve, I said, we're going to take the night off. I told them that the last week before I got sick. I said, we're going to take a night off. We've kind of been running, 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 running. Um, yep, we needed right, we needed the night off. Um, we needed a break. So, and then uh, I believe a week, a whole week in July, we are going to be taking off while Katie and I get resituated while Steve King goes through his cataract surgery. Uh, yep. It will be Katie and I only running these shows. I'm going to ask Paul Eubanks or, or Crusher to step in and help us out. Um, but you have to realize that, Katie, that means you and I will be screening callers and running the studio all on our own. That's um, right. 
So you're going to have to give us some time to get accustomed to that because we're, we're usually a three-man team, not a two-man team. Yeah, and I'm, I'm quick at screening. It's not a big deal. So I want to let everybody know what's coming. Uh, we did not celebrate our anniversary last year because of some things that mm-hmm. happened. Um, but we celebrated it late when we brought you The Godfather this last December and the return of Road Warrior Animal. That was fun. <laughs> that was like, seriously, those had to be two of my best interviews ever. Guys, um, it was also redemption for me with animals. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna probably be reposting those uh, that show in October, as well as all of our previous anniversary shows for Throwback Thursday. We're also going to be introducing a new segment on Sundays. It's gonna be every other Sunday, and I think we're gonna go ahead and start it this week because this week uh, starts the month. This weekend starts oh. the month of June. It's going to be Slamming Sundays. And it's going to, uh, we're going to go back and really trying to dig in. Uh, It's going to take some digging between Steve and I, but what I want to do is really dig into some of the most controversial episodes of Rampage Rants we've ever done and some of the most controversial uh, podcasts that we've ever done on PWR or now known as War. So um, that's going to come every other Sunday. Um, uh, In addition to your already throwback Thursday. So um, you're going to get a lot to hear us a lot. Um, But what we'd like you to do is if you go and listen to these shows that we re-upload that are not live, you can do us a big favor and um, help us pay for the network. And we want to thank everybody that's been listening so far. Our numbers are strong. We are right now peaking at about 275 listeners per week. I am ecstatic with those numbers. Um, wow. And it is, uh, it is one of those things we're still getting noticed, uh, even with all the negativity that people want to put on us. So go ahead, haters. Keep hating because I'm just going to keep on shaking it off. Katie? Sorry. Oh my God! You scared the living hell out of me. Like you went quiet, and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm here by myself. Well, it's okay. Uh, when it, when I first called in tonight, my call dropped, and I had to recall, so it's okay. <laughs> um, is Steve coming back, or is? I don't know. I just know that it was his Skype is playing fuckery with him, so uh, I don't know. Ah. That's fun. Um, Well, we have 52 minutes to kill, and we're going to kill it. Uh, We'll talk about Raw and SmackDown. God, I wish Steve Kane were here. Me too. Well, I watched it. Well, say the the words and you get him. Well, thank God. You know what? Holy when you wish upon a star, Batman. Actually, I made yeah. a wish on the rainbow that I saw earlier today. So, cool. Um, somebody who's got crinkling, okay. who's got a wrapper. Sorry, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. I thought it was far away enough from my from my microphone. Sorry, people. Um, I'm 
Steve, if I'm out of order right. here, you're just going to have to roll with me because uh, I don't have – I got the results where I could get them the fastest. So I believe we opened the show with Nia Jack's attempts to intimidate Ronda Rousey. No, 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 no. no. Well, I got the part I, I enjoyed. I don't know. No. Uh, this is all out of order. Let me get let me get back let me get back everything and I'll get and I'll get you all squared up. This little I do want to while while you're doing that, this week's Raw draws second lowest viewership in Raw's history. Yeah, twenty five years of Raw. The second lowest Yeah, the numbers are not we're not too good over for both shows over the last uh, couple of weeks. So, no, it's yeah, it's that yeah. I I don't know. It's you know, it's weird because this. I don't know if it's a summer thing and that, but of course, you know, Monday was Memorial Day. So now there's probably a lot of people who, you know, were not watching because they were felt busy with with family. Right. Right. And the week before, and, and the weekend, and the weekend before was Canadians Victoria Day weekend, or as we like to call it, May two four, which means uh, a two four is a, is a case of twenty four beer, by the way. Yeah, yeah so May two four. Yep. So, um, yeah. we started things off for Finn Balor against Braun Strowman. Oh, it was beautiful. I don't right. care what after, that's say, that yeah, was after, a good they, match. after they did some jaw jacking in that, it was, which was mm-hmm. a. No, it was good. It was a good segment. Uh, so. Yes, it was. I I watched. I skimmed through Raw this week. I didn't watch it in its entirety. I kind of flipped through to get what I needed to get for my notes. While and, we're talking about Finn Balor, while we're talking about Finn Balor, have you ever noticed that the rim, the the rims of his eyes, like his eyelids, are always red? And I understand that. WWE has a strict wellness policy and marijuana is not on the wellness policy and you're not allowed to smoke weed. So why the fuck are his eyes always so goddamn red? I need to know. It's probably because... Because, no, no, so am I. My eyes aren't like that. He's drinking all the time. No, 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 no. Even even his... um, Even when he watched... Night in and night out... I think you'd be drinking a little bit too. <laughs> no, but no, but you're not listening. Even what I'm I'm getting at. Even um, if you watch the WWE Network, like I do, um, they when when they do a wrestler when they let the wrestlers' family talk about them, right? That show, can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Anyways, even on that, his eyes look red rimmed. The rest of his families don't, but his do. It's like. That's probably because drinking a lot. No, come on. All right, I'm going to settle this right now. Not all Irish are drunks, okay? I am known as a bottle cap sniffer, all right? I'm lucky if I can get down six drinks, all right? And and I'm puking. Some Irish I am. And then there's times where I'm lucky I can drink the neck of a freaking smeared off ice and I'm drunk, all right? So, yeah, some Irish I am. (laughs) Hey, you're talking, hey, you're talking to a Scotsman here, remember. I'm part oh. Scots, 
too. Drinking, I'm Irish and drinking, Scottish. Drinking I'm, is, okay, I'm Irish, Scottish, and Welsh. Drinking is policy. Drinking is government policy for Scotsmen. Well, where, where do you think the barley sandwich comes from? That's that's where, you know, that's what a beer is called, a barley sandwich. Well, I know. Back in my back in my old CB days, and boy, am I showing my age when I talk like, about CB the, radio. You, you talk, used to call you talk about pop. a Guinness. Yeah, when, when you're talking about a Guinness, you got you got your freaking not only not only you got your barley sandwich, you also got your you got your mashed potatoes and gravy too. Okay, when you're drinking a Guinness. Well, and, yeah. but that's the thing, and that's that's a that's a good point that you raised, Katie. Is there's meat and potatoes uh-huh. that go with everything. And that's just that's like right. wrestling. You can't have all meat and no veggies. That's right. And you can't have all, think, yeah, but you also can't have a lot of filler either, which is the veggies or the salad. Right. The and bread. that's what WWE yeah. is giving us right now. They're not giving us the meat. Or nacho, or nacho chips. If you go like, Mexican. I don't, I don't pay attention. Sometimes I don't pay attention to the first half hour of Raw. You're right. Because it's all, it's all interviews and and people doing spots in the ring and 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 whatnot and video well, packages. My thing is this: I believe every hour there should be at least one interview, backstage interview, and one one segment, whether it be in the ring or pre-recorded. One one interview per hour. One segment per hour, whether it takes place in the ring or not, that involves talking. Besides that, the action in the ring should speak for itself. Not only that, okay, when you're having them talk and shit like that, you want to try and give me an earlier pee break. Come on, you know? (laughs) Well, well, pretty soon soon we're going to lose that because uh, they are going to discontinue the cruiserweight segments on Raw. Are you kidding me? Nope. No, that fucking went down the tubes faster than a hand basket. Yep. Yep. That's that's sad. Same Fuel Five Live is starting to uh, increase a little bit uh, in viewership ever since uh, Triple H took over the operation. Well, the thing about it is, they're not. If they take that cruiserweight division off Raw and don't give them the main spotlight, there's no point for those guys to be there. If they're not going to book them on the pay-per-views, if they're not going to book them on the bigger shows, there is no point in those cruiserweights well, even gonna, being they're there. They're going to be on the bigger shows than that. They're going to be on the bigger shows than that. Um, but it's just that uh, they're not going to be, they're not going to be on the, on the Monday, on Monday night show, taking up one or two segments and then having to, uh, fly the whole crew over to where SmackDown is and let them sit there for two hours and then do their uh, one-hour show or, you know, technically 45 minutes. Well, the, no. thing, the thing about that is they sh- when, they, when the roster split, there should have been a split between the cruiserweights to give the cruiserweights more meaning on both shows. The problem was they wanted to make the cruiserweights exclusive to Raw and try to repeat what WCW did with the cruiserweights. And there's no doing that because you don't have somebody you're competing against to make people tune into the cruiserweights. That's why WCW's platform for the cruiserweights worked. 
because yeah. you knew at the top of the hour when Raw was getting ready to come on at 8 o'clock, when they were only two hours, when they were 8 to 10, mm. you knew at the top of the hour at 8 o'clock you didn't want to change that channel because you were going to get your cruiserweight match. That's true. Yeah. But also, and Eddie. this is no offense to anybody on the on the cruiserweight roster because, of course, well, I have two friends who are on the cruiserweight roster. And that's Kalisto and Mustafa Ali. We actually but have three. Look at... We actually have three, at, Steve. You forgot, some, but you forgot somebody. He's a former guest of the show. Lindsay Dorado. Well, I don't... Lince. Yeah, but I don't... I don't, you know... Nothing, nothing against Lindsay, okay? Lindsay was a guest on the show. I, I worked with Kalisto and Mustafa Ali. They're personal friends of mine. Okay? I think I met Lindsay but what I'm once. Saying is, but what I'm saying here, Sean, is this. You don't have, you know, when you look at that WCW cruiserweight division at that time, all right, look at who all you had on there. Yeah. You, you had Psycho, you had the Parka, you had, had Supercalo. Oh, um, you had Juventud Guerrera. You, yo, yeah. you had out of name guys that yo were already established wrestlers before they came to WCW and before yo they put them in their cruiserweight division. And then, you know, you add guys, you know, homegrown talent like Billy Kidman and that in right. there. Now, and was, that just, it, I got to ask. No, I'm sorry. I'm reading it now. Uh, Super Callow was a big, big part of the cruiserweight division back in the day. And that man right. has been around. Uh, let's see. He debuted in 1990. So when the cruiserweight champion came, when the cruiserweights came into WCW in 96, he had already, already been wrestling for six years, and he was known right. at AAA. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he was one of my favorites. Because, uh, because, uh, because, of course, Conan brought all these guys in. I, I don't know yep. whatever happened to him, and, you know, I, I was a fan of his work, but I liked Super Callow. I thought the gimmick was cool. It was something different. Oh, yeah. It was something different. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so, and that's all the right, thing. Well, all right. Uh, well, I want to yeah. get on this, Steve, because we we're we're going to get back to Raw here in a minute. But there were some things that uh, King Kong Bundy said. Oh, Bundy. That, that I want to go over while we're we, talking about Raw. I want to hear about that. I'd love to hear about that. Bring it on. Let me find I it. Bundy. I love Bundy. Oh, where'd it go? Bundy, 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 Bundy. It's got to be the next day. Bundy, Bundy, Bundy. Bundy, Bundy, Bundy. Bundy, Bundy, Bundy. He talks about Hulk Hogan's role in his career. He talks about departing the WWF in 1988. Yes, 88. And... This is what he had to say about today's products. Okay. I always swore when I was younger that I wasn't going to be one of those old timers running down the business. And with the way it is now, like John Lennon said, I cannot be what I am not. I just think Mm -hmm. that there is no more characters anymore 
and too many guys seem like they are alike and so similar, I never watch wrestling anymore. So I don't know. I don't know how good the business is doing right now, but I know that they can't go to Madison Square Garden every month. They used to go to Madison Square Garden and sold it out like 129 months in a row, and now withdrawing from millions of people, you can't go there once a month. It just seems like the wrestling business should be doing so much better than it is. Yeah. But also, and again, and I know, That's and I know, word. Chris will would be would be the first to say this too. Okay. Once Vince took it national, as opposed to his father's regional promotion, that took away that ability to sell Madison Square Garden out 120 months in a row because you couldn't be there every month. Right. Because now suddenly, you know, you're flying these guys from New York to Dallas, and then you go from there to Los Angeles. Then you, you know, then you go back somewhere east. You know, it's not it's not the same business that Chris or it's not a closed circuit. started out with. It, you know, it, I mean there was it's still, not a closed circuit, there was Steve. still some semblance of territory work when I first broke into the business. Right. But well, and it's like I said, it's not a closed circuit. It was dying then even. It was dying then even, guys. It's it's not a closed circuit the way it used to be. They're traveling, you know. It used to be. They do this yeah. to an extent in some areas. It was for like house the shows. carnivals. Yes. It was like the carnivals. Okay, yo, know, certain carnivals run certain areas of the of the country. Okay, that's right. And you know, and that's the that's the way it was in the wrestling business at, at you know, back in back in the old days. And that, and I know I sound like one of those guys that uh, okay. next thing you know, I'm actually going to, you're actually going to hear me open up my door and yell at a bunch of kids to get off my lawn. Get <laughs> off my lawn, you punk. But seriously, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You young whippersnappers. But seriously, when you... Players. Yeah, yeah. But seriously, when you when you look at the business up until Vince Junior bought Vince Senior out, okay, mm-hmm. we had Regents. Okay, the WWF had New England and the Northeast section of the country. Okay, then Crockett. Had the had the Mid Atlantic. Okay, Ole Anderson owned Georgia. Okay. Um, uh, Eddie Graham. Eddie Graham had Eddie Graham had Florida. Um, Then you had like you know two or three different uh, different promotions in Texas. Um, Here in the Midwest, it was. Vern Gagne was, of course, the big guy with uh, AWA, but then on a smaller scale, um, Dick the Bruiser and Wilbur Snyder with the WWA um, had, you know, had 
um, Indianapolis, uh, um, Louisville. They work with they work with Vern in Chicago. And guys, I need to take this. I will be right back. All right. Uh, well, right. Uh, while he's doing that, uh, there is some wrestling going on in Jackson, Tennessee at the Omen Arena. And Coco Beware will be there. Bill Dundee will be there. And Gary Valiant. So... That'll be a good show. And we're going back to Raw now. Yes, sir. Oh, what the hell? What? Um, Intercontinental Championship match with Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins. Ended in a disqualification after Rollins ran off Mahal and tried to pose on the announce table, but was knocked from behind via guitar from Elias. Yep. Nia work now working super heel held an exhibition to show why Ronda Rousey wouldn't be able to defeat her at Money in the Bank. Naya challenged Rousey to get in the ring, then dismissed her and left, saying she wasn't intimidated. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt defeated the Ascension in what was a good match. No, it was all right. Uh, Kevin Owens defeated glorious Bobby Roode. After the match, Sami Zayn issued an apology to Bobby Lashley in the WWE Universe for last week's segment. Lashley interrupted and challenged him to a match at Money in the Bank, then crushed Zayn's hand in a handshake. Yep. Drew McIntyre defeated Chad Gable. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel held an in-ring barbecue. Try to convince other other, uh, tag teams to give them a title shot. This turned into a food fight and ended with Rhino eating a bunch of bologna sandwiches and getting put through a table. Sasha Banks won the women's gauntlet match. Bailey defeated Liv Morgan. Bailey defeated Sarah Logan. Ruby Riot defeated Bailey. Ruby Riot defeated Dana Brooke. Ruby Riot defeated. Mickey James and Sasha Banks defeated Ruby Riot. So that was Raw. Do you think you can be trained by watching an episode of SmackDown? I think so. All right. Am I heard again? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Sorry, I I pulled my headset because uh that was because that was April. And so I. April? Oh, okay. Who's April? Yeah. Oh, okay. Who's April? Enriquez. Oh, okay. April Enriquez. 
Royal Hawaiian. Oh, yes. Um, we are into SmackDown already. If you've got anything you want to add on Raw before I start SmackDown, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's that's all right. Let's just go ahead and let's get on with it. All right. Samoa Joe can stop the show by walking to the ring, grabbing the ladder, and pulling down the Money in the Bank briefcase. He says he's going to win Money in the Bank and show Daniel Bryan that there's three things worse than forced retirement before mentioning Brian's wife and daughter. Brian comes out, tells Joe to never mention his family again, and right before they start fighting, Big Cass comes out on a crutch. He lets them know Joe versus Brian won't happen, that he's replacing Brian in the match, and that he's medically cleared to compete before taking Joe and Brian out. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville confront Paige about giving Asuka opportunities when she doesn't deserve them. Paige responds by making Asuka versus Mandy later in the night. She tells Renee Young. She then tells Renee Young that Big Cass versus Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe will be the main event for later tonight. We go to our first match. It is Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ty Dillinger. Nakamura pinned Dillinger after a Kinshasa. After the match, Nakamura hit another Kinshasa and counted to ten. AJ Styles says Shinsuke Nakamura is more dangerous now than he's ever been, but Nakamura is underestimating him. Rusev and Aiden English introduced Lana for her dance against Ni- dance off against Naomi. Who won that? Who was joined by ringside by the Usos? The competition ended. They shook hands, danced together, and Lana hit Naomi with a neckbreaker before slapping Jimmy Uso. Everyone brawled, and Naomi and the Usos cleared the ring. The New Day defeated The Bar and The Miz. Yep. Gallows and Anderson said they're hungry and will do what they need to do to become SmackDown Tag Team Champions. They were about to call out the Bludgeon Brothers before Harper and Rowan showed up on a monitor. Asuka defeated Mandy Rose. Sonya Ville attacked Asuka before the match, but she recovered and got Mandy Rose to tap out to the Asuka lock. Carmella, who joined the announce team for the match, went face-to-face with Asuka later. Becky Lynch and Charlotte discussed Money in the Bank ladder match and why they're both going to win. Paige swung by and cryptically set up a match between the two of them for next week. Andre Cien Almas and Selena Vega ran into Sin Cara backstage. And in the main yeah. event, match number four, which is probably why SmackDown got such a low rating last night, because there was only four matches. In match number four, Samoa Joe defeated Daniel Bryan and Big Cass. Bryan looked like he had Cass pinned, but Joe broke up the pin put Brian in the coquina clutch and made him unresponsive to the official cast hit Brian with a big boot after the match. Yep. Yeah. He won. He won with angry butt sucks. Yeah. But the way I see it, Daniel Bryan's not one to tap. Daniel Bryan's not one to tap. So. Right. And, and they're going to, and they're going to play his character like that. You know, that uh, he's, Mm -hmm. he's not going to be the one that's going to, Sit there and tap out to anybody. It's going to be that, oh, you're 
gonna have you're gonna make me pass out before I'll tap out. Oh, so it's gonna so it's going to be the whole thing that oh he is oh the brave warrior. That's gonna be you know that's gonna be that's gonna be his thing. And that and. I think it's uh, I think it's actually I think it's a good gimmick for uh, for Brian. You know, it uh it it makes him it makes him look uh, like he's really you know trying uh, even though even though of course because of his size he's always up against it. And especially when you sit there and you look at uh, a 7-foot cast and a 270-pound Samoa Joe. Right. So. Uh, we've got some news from Eric Bischoff on how he wanted Bret Hart to leave WWE in 1997. What I wanted Bret to do was just pass the belt on, do the right thing, shake Vince McMahon's hand, leave on good terms. The business, the audience would have had much more respect for him than to hold on to the belt because he didn't want to lose in Montreal. Bischoff said how he did not care about seeing Brett with the WWF championship at the time because he was coming to WCW. The fans were sophisticated enough to know that if he lost the match, it wasn't going to diminish who Brett Hart was. That logic from the talent never made any sense to me. That is when you get sucked into the work where you work yourself, he said. And this is the last thing he said. He said, Brett came in rather abruptly. We didn't have a long time to really lay out a thoughtful way where we can balance different options and really creatively to do the best job that we can do. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean... Yeah, you know, there there were there were a lot of mistakes made in the whole um, Bret Hart situation, and Indeed. that with uh, you know, I mean, you know, part of it was uh, you know, part of it was uh, the way he you know left WWE or WWF, you know, and that uh, I you know. I as much as I, as much as I don't like Vince again, and I've said this quite a bit over the years, uh, um, you know, for what he did to the business. Um, but uh, you know, still, Brett, Brett, you know, should have handled this all better. And that. I agree, and I think bringing in the Ultimate Warrior to WCW was a mistake. There was a reason that WWE let him go. Was it nice exactly. to see? Yeah, because everybody thought that they were going to get what was another dream match back in the 90s. Uh, it was Ultimate Warrior and Sting. Everybody wanted to see it. Did he, even show, up tag partners. Did he even show up to WCW Ultimate Warrior? Because I don't remember that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. In fact, uh, in fact, he's the reason that uh, um, Davy Boy Smith wound up, uh, unfortunately, hooked on painkillers. Oh damn! 
because because Davy Boy because Davy Boy got injured um took a took a um a bad bump on the uh trap door that they had Ouch. set up for uh, Warrior to you know, suddenly appear out of and disappear from. Wow. Uh, you never knew well, that, huh? No, I didn't. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Seriously, that was great information. Wow. Yeah, Warrior was there for a little while, a very brief period of time. Um, he was not willing to do everything that they wanted done from him, and they misused him. Uh, plain and simple, they did not. They thought they were going to get the repeat of WrestleMania, I think it was six or seven, where it was Warrior against Hogan. Right. And the problem was Hogan and Warrior were far removed from that match. Yes, they were. Yes, they Uh, were. And two completely different people at that time. It was actually WrestleMania six. It was champion versus champion, the Intercontinental Champion, the Ultimate Warrior against the WWE Champion at the time, Hulk Hogan, in what they called the Ultimate Challenge. Um, And this happened April 1st, 1990. Let's see if I can find it here. Do, do, do. See when Warrior went to WCW. Uh, it would have been ninety-eight is when Warrior appeared in wow, World man. Championship Wrestling. So wow. they thought yep. eight years later they were going to get the same fucking match that had happened at WrestleMania six. I don't know who the hell told them that this was going to happen, but uh, there was no way. No way. Number one, Warrior had kind of let himself go. He wasn't the he wasn't out of shape, but he wasn't in the best shape of his life either. And that's what made it hard. And to watch. It was hard to watch. He got sloppy in the ring because he took years off. And I don't know if he was working on the independence from 96 to 98 or not. It does not say. Um, but I no, don't. He, no, he left. He left WWF. He completely stayed out of the business until um, Eric Bischoff hired him. Wow. I wow. know at one point he had a wrestling school. Down in Texas. Yes, he did. Yeah, um, no, it was in Arizona. It was in Arizona. Okay, that's right. I know that that's again. Right. Again, I y'all remember I used to uh, keep up an email correspondence with him for uh, for a short period of time. Okay. Um, okay. You know, Warrior was one of those guys that probably should have never really been in the business, but because he had the look and could somewhat well, talk. Well, remember, um, he start he started out as part of um, Rick Bassman's group, which his which is the same oh training group that uh, Sting came out of. In fact, remember for a while, the two of them 
we're tag, we're tag teams. teams. Yeah, I know. The Blade, the Blade Runners. Runners. Rock, Rock, and Sting. And, then, um, and that's uh, why everybody wanted and, to see that classic match between Warrior right. versus Sting. And that could have, I'm not right. going to lie, I think if that was done right, that could have drawn WCW some serious money. Serious cash. Oh, yeah, it could have. But you weren't getting the same Ultimate Warrior. And at the time, Sting would have overshadowed the Warrior, which is why it wasn't done. Right, right. Which that's which that's another point because um, this is something that um, I don't even remember if we actually if we actually talked about this uh, a few weeks ago or not. Um, but uh, Eric Bischoff talked about the uh, pay level when um, the outsiders arrived, and okay, the way WCW's pay level, everybody thinks that. You know, Hall and Nash suddenly got, you know, this huge amount of money and they were like, you know, the top dogs on the entire company. In fact, that was not true. And they knew knew it was and they understood the, the hierarchy and they agreed with it and went along with it. Sting was the highest paid guy in WCW at the time. Followed by Ric Flair. No, that can't be right. Because Hogan, Hogan had to be top. Eric Hogan had no, to be top no. three. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff said. Eric Bischoff was the one who relayed that information. There's, there's no way that Hogan isn't in the top three, or at least the top five. Well, well he, no he, he might have been. He might have been. But you know, but what, but in, but what there, but what Bischoff is saying is that you know everybody thought that Hall and Nash were get it, were getting the top dollars in the company, and that was not true. No, Sting and Flair were. Sting and 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 Flair had been there since the that. beginning of uh, right since the beginning of uh, Clash of the Champions. So you know they well they actually needed. actually. Be- Actually, before that, because um, because remember, uh, Jim Crockett <coughs> bought out Bill Watts and the UWF, and then eventually, you know, that's when he that's when he merged them in with uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling, which he had bought off of Foley, which went along with his uh, Mid Atlantic territory that he already Holy owned. Yeah. Did you guys realize that there were what? nine seasons of Clash of the Champions? Wow. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. There, I used to, you know, I, I, Sean, I used to have all those on videotape. There are thirty-five episodes in a season. Or no, I'm sorry. There's 35 episodes total. Um, yes, there are 35 clashes of the champions, which the first clash of champions was actually done live on free TV to counteract Vince and the very first WrestleMania. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, TBS used to be one of the stations that you could pick up via satellite. Um, or via well, antenna. It, 
It was, no, no. You could never pick it up the antenna. It was one of the first, quote-unquote, super stations, along with uh, WGN here in Chicago. Okay. Ted, Ted Turner, when Ted Turner bought that, um, right at the advent of the uh, of uh, cable going big, um, you know, he called, he, that's what he, you know, came up with the name Superstation because he was going nationwide and then instituted the 5 and 35 rule for, for his shows. Because like he said, and we talked about this when uh, the first time we had Bob Cook and uh, Joel Deaton on. Oh, Ted was yeah. like, you know, we'll give you five, you know, five minutes to see how bad their shows are. And then you, and then you can tune in and watch us <coughs> and be entertained. That's the way they did uh, it. Yep. Uh, and yep. Clash of the Champions. So, uh, we started. Oh. Yeah, because the first, because of course the first Clash of the Champions, the main event was uh, Flair against uh, Sting for the world title, which uh, went That's to correct. the draw. And it wow. was the Road Warriors in a barbed wire match against the Powers of Pain. Right. Right. I'm no. I'm sorry. Uh, the Road Warriors and Dusty Rhodes against the Powers of Pain and Ivan Koloff. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, and you did have Bobby Fulton uh, is retired officially from wrestling. He hung it up. He had a big reunion show. He's done. Um, yep. Clash of the Champions yep. won in 1988. Featured the Midnight Express versus the Fantastic. Yep. Yep. There you go. The last go. Clash of the Champions main event was Scott Hall and Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth against Diamond Dallas Page and Lex Luger for the WCW World Tag Team Championship. The world belt was not defended on this Clash of the Champions. Yep. It was not defended at the uh oh god let's go back here and look the last time it was defended at a clash of the champions was class of the champions 34 and that was august 15th 1996 and it was rick flair with woman and miss elizabeth against hollywood hogan yep that was the last time yep. that the WCW World Heavyweight Championship would be on the line at a Clash of the Champions, which is kind of sad. But yep, really yep. sad. So. Well, Rupert Murdoch so. highly influenced in SmackDown moving to Fox. Wow. Well, remember, okay, Rupert Murdoch, Fox News. Mm-hmm. They're in. They're in tight with uh, with Trump, and of course, who is the director of the uh, Small Business Administration? Linda McMahon. So, 
it all it all fits it all fits into place just like pieces of a puzzle. Yes. So unfortunately, it does. All right, and... uh, all right. Here, plug time. We got it. We got it. Next Wednesday night. Didn't hear yes. anything stuck when you were talking. Well, I guess say April Enriquez, aka Royal Hawaiian, uh, Marie Moore, aka Zelda, uh, Sharon Johnston and Donna Walensky, aka Chainsaw and Spike, the Heavy Metal Sisters. Nice. So, those well, that'll two be a good are, night. Those two, those two are going to be a blast on their own. Um, I mean, I still you know, watching them watching them on the Glow documentary. Those two are those two are a riot. I cannot wait <laughs> to get them right on. on the air. So that so that'll be fun. You definitely don't want to miss that. Uh, oh, same bat time, same bat channel. So yeah. You know, got to make sure you're all tuned in for that one. Um. So and so, I will probably I will probably set that program up uh, tomorrow. So you'll see. So folks, you will see that um, on our pages. But uh, remember, that will be a week away. I'm only doing that to um, give all give all the ladies a chance to you know get the link um, and all of that. I'm I'm gonna get some I'm gonna get some bio info to put up. Uh, on them and uh, go and we'll go ahead and we'll uh, you know make sure we get all that from there. But uh, you definitely do not want to miss this. This will this will this will be a lot of fun. I mean, we've of course had a lot of fun with uh, our uh, regular uh, Glow family in the past, but uh, here's a uh, here's a new group of them, and so it'll be so it'll be a little bit different vibe, I think. And I think I think y'all are going to enjoy it. All right. So, well, it doesn't look like RCW is going to be making it tonight. Uh, no surprise, really, there. So, um, yep. It is what it is. Uh, they know they know how to yep. get a hold of me. They know the, they know the call in number by now. It's never changed. Um, so, good luck to them this weekend on their event. I guess. Uh, yep. Yep. Indeed. And. You know, uh, wow. 
Yeah, I'm just going to ignore that. We're not even we're not even going to get into a certain individual whose TV show just resurfaced that has already been canceled again. Yeah, no, no, no. We don't talk about that kind of stuff here. Okay. Uh, we have said um, we're going to make a rule and we're going to stick to it. You know, it's uh, it's a prime example when you open your mouth, shit goes wrong. Um, yep. Do not do not open mouth wider than foot, because if you put your own foot in your mouth and you can't swallow it, guess what? You're going to choke to death. Bingo. Bingo. Uh, you know. I want to publicly apologize to Wrestling for a Cure. They have provided all the documentation that I have requested to prove that the funds went where they said it was going. And I wish them the best. Uh, That'll be coming up again here shortly, about the next month or so. I believe it's July 7th is going to be Wrestling for a Cure. And that'll be down in Springfield. Uh... Don't ask me where, because I don't know where. I don't have the poster in front of me. So it's going to be in Springfield. Uh, it'll be the second annual one, and they're looking to raise even more money. Very so cool. if yep. you could help out yep. with that, we'd greatly appreciate it. As I said, right. while Steve King was away, I think starting this weekend, we are not only going to do a throwback Thursday, we're going to pop something on here for tomorrow night, but uh, Steve and I are going to have to agree on the time. And we're going to give you our first edition of Slammin' Sundays this Sunday. Um, I'm probably going to try to run that mid-afternoon just so, you know, you get home from church and you feel like napping, you can throw this on. And who knows, maybe we'll bore you to sleep. Um, Maybe, maybe not. So it's going to be, uh, it's not going to be a live show, folks. It'll be another version, kind of like a Throwback Thursday. There's not going to be anything live on it, um, but it's going to give you a great opportunity to go back and hear some more of our shows that we've done, be it Rampage Rants or uh, tonight, as we've been running PWR Slam and War. So um, that's right. it's definitely and going we've to got be... A lot of, and we've got a lot of material, because between all the networks that we have run on, I mean, there's literally... You know, at least a couple hundred shows. Yes. In the in the can that we can that we can pull from. I have so. lost count. I used to try to keep the, keep track. If if any of you remember, yeah. I used to come on, and the first thing I would say is, well, "Welcome to PWR number da da da." It's right. hard to well, actually, go back. And, actually, and I could probably I could probably do this because. Um, because when when it's set up the episodes, it tells it tells me what uh, episode it is. I know we're in season four. Um, we're like somewhere in uh, ep- in the forty episode area right now. So, and we're getting ready to start a new season. I don't know if it'll automatically do that on its own uh, or not, but um, I believe. Uh, I believe we'll be starting the new season uh, definitely in October, if not before then, um, but definitely October for sure. And uh, this is the time of the year that we're going to ask for it. We want to know who you want to see at anniversary or who you want to hear on anniversary. 
getting to be the time yeah. that we need to start thinking about that. So uh, give us some ideas, some suggestions on who you might want to uh, hear from that we haven't interviewed before. Or that and you haven't heard in a while. Yeah, we, I played the C.W. Anderson bumper tonight. I said, man, I said, it's been a long time since I've talked to him. I uh, need to track him down yep. and see uh, if we can get yep. him back on. Yeah. Um, I, I, I occasionally chat with my cousin Lodi because um, uh, he, he's, got, he's got that uh, training school uh, at his gym, your Flex Appeal. So maybe we can get, uh, get him back on and talk to him about a few things. Um, you know who I'd no. love to get, and I, I don't think it would require that much effort on our part to do it? Lenny Lane. I don't know where he is at. I could I could ask Brad and see if he knows. Um you know, he he wrestled you know Iggy Kowalski. I know because, I know you because him and because him and Brad, of course, you know, Lenny and Lodi. Right. Um well I know that uh I know that back in the day when Iggy was running RCW up here, I think this would have been the time that you were with Powerhouse. So I don't know that you ever met Iggy. Um, But anyway, Iggy had the bright idea to bring in Lenny Lane as an unannounced surprise. And I lost my shit on him and McKay. I said, you're bringing in somebody of that caliber and you're not even going to let people know that he's going to fucking be there? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, come on. He wasn't the biggest star in WCW, but he's somebody that definitely stood out. Yep. Because he had the pigtails and the whole thing, man. Right. I marked out when he came out of that curtain. It was, I think it was him against Eric Priest. And it was fucking fantastic match. Lenny beat him, but it was awesome. I was like, holy fuck. And there was talk. Evidently, he was coming in cheap because there was talk of bringing him in more than once. And I don't know whatever happened with that, but it was cool to see the guy and meet the guy. Definitely hell of a nice guy. Um, Somebody I'd like to interview because he was a part of WCW in that time when WCW was hiring wrestlers left and right because they needed a new roster or an expanded roster when Tim Turner came to them or Ted Turner, sorry, Tim Turner, right. Ted Turner came to them and said, Hey, I'm going to give you another two hours and you're going to be on Thursdays on the Superstation." Yeah. Yep. Uh, they, there was a lot of talent that was hired. Then Lenny was one of them. Um, I don't know that Lenny had any time on Nitro prior to that or not. He might have had some dark matches, but we really got our first taste of Lenny Lane when it came to Thunder. Yep. Yep. And uh, those were the shows I attended. It was too much money to attend Nitro, and Nitro didn't come around everywhere. Right. Hell yeah, that's that. funny because, because, the, because the only WCW show I ever went to was a Nitro. I went to Thunder. Uh, as far as uh, as Thunder. far as a not a house show goes. I went to Thunder. Um, it was fun. 
Gabe got tickets. I think we went down there twice. Uh, one of the times yeah. we got to meet a couple of the wrestlers. It was really cool. And um, it was just one of those things. Nitro didn't come around, and Nitro was more money because they were competing with Vince. And Vince, at that, at that time in the 90s, was charging some pretty hefty ticket prices for at least, at least what the face value was of those tickets back then. Now, you, you might look at that now and say, well, that wasn't a lot of money. No, but back in 97, 98, it was. Mm-hmm. Before the economy totally took a shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, it was a lot of money to people. And I, it's the reason I never uh, attended a WWF show outside of house shows. And I only just started doing that recently because they offer $15 tickets. I don't do the yeah. ones in Chicago because you got to pay to park. You got to pay for this. You got to pay for that. And by the time you add it all up, you're spending a hundred dollars to go to a $15 event ticket. It just ain't worth it. Sure. You get to yeah. see them, but you're going to sit in the nosebleed seats. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. you know, it's, it, it's not worth it to me to send, spend that kind of money when I can watch it on my television from the comfort of my home. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it cracks me, it cracks me up all of our guys here that, you know, anytime Raw, SmackDown, or the pay-per-views come to, come to you know, the Allstate, and that, um, you know, they sit there and they spend all that money on the tickets and that, excuse me, and they send these pictures on Facebook that, you know, are up in the section that I sat in when the first ever AWA event was held at Rosemont. And I think we, I think we only spent $5 for those seats back then. Yeah. I think, you know, the most, I, the most, I, the most I spent on an event at Rosemont um, was like one of the last, AWA events there, um, which was the night that uh, Sergeant Slaughter captured the America's title from uh, Larry Zbysko. The opening match was the late uh, great Billy Robinson um, versus Brad Rangan. And Robinson delivered a neckbreaker on Rangan that seriously, it looked so sick that I thought that Robinson had legitimately injured him. Wow. wow. That's, that's how good that's how good it looked. You know. It, it was it was awesome. So I think what oh, we're gonna it. do, Steve, uh for this yeah. week is I wanna go back and pull one of the four hour shows we did. See if we can find one of them, pull it, upload that for tomorrow night or Sunday, maybe I think Sunday would be best because by the time we go on air tomorrow night, nobody's going to want to listen to a four-hour show. Um, well, right. So Cause, yeah, cause Sunday we, we will offer a four-hour show. Uh, um, Sunday we will offer a four-hour show. If those, uh, if you haven't been with us that long, there was a point where we ran three hours live and would most of the time use up the one-hour after party. Um, however. We booked smarter on those shows. Uh, I think one of the nights that I booked 
women's night or ladies night back then when we had that much time to work with, I think I booked five ladies for four hours. And we were just cranking them out left and right. You know what that sounds like, Sean? I hate to say this, but it sounds like it sounds like you're arranging prostitutes. I booked five uh, ladies for four hours. I'm 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 about, I'm about to ask I'm about to ask, you know, how much and uh, what and what did they and what did they give you? Did they give you around the world or? <laughs> uh, well, we booked four women, and. Uh, we only had four to five women, and we only had four hours, and they were some of the greatest shows we've ever done. Uh, one of them was the Babes of Brutality that we did, and that had Kathy the Butcher Owens, which I don't know, even know what happened to her. I haven't heard anything about her in a really long time. I don't know if she gave it up. Maybe she had a falling out with Ian or what. Uh, but Kathy the Butcher Owens, Randy West, Thunder Kitty, and I believe there was another one. Yeah. can't remember who the fourth yeah. one was, but there were four. Yeah. Um, and then we, we did this like twice in a row. Um, we did this like two months back to back because I remember one of the other ones was Paris Kelly. And uh, God, I'd have, to, I'd have to look at the poster. I'd have to pull the poster up and look. But these are some of the greatest shows we've ever done. Um, if you go back and look at anniversary for year two, it was two nights. Four hours of each, each night. Um, that's just the way we were running back then, and it was so easy. It was so easy to book content. Um, I want to get back into doing that. Um, I want to get back to the point where we we book maybe, you know, two people in two hours or uh, three people in four and uh, three people in three hours yeah. or however we can get it done. Uh, to give you, our audience, some really great shows again. Because we know there's times that you just don't ever want to hear us stop talking or our guests. So um, I'm, we're, Steve and I are going to be working on that, but look for new things to be coming throughout the rest of this year. Uh, the year's not over yet, and we've got some major changes that are going to be coming to Evolution Radio Network, and this podcast, and Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil, there's going to be some tweaking that's going to get done. It's going to be more structured. It's going to be um, structured to a point. There might be times like tonight where I just totally flip off the handle. And uh, that's, I, uh, I think over the last five years, I think that's something our listeners have grown accustomed to is uh, Sean having something to bitch about and usually trying to get it off his chest the best way he can. But um you know, unless we have another drastic situation happen over the weekend, uh, we will be talking about um, things on Tuesday night on Rampage Rants, Tuesday Night Turmoil. And that is live at 10 Eastern, 9 Central, every Tuesday. And uh, we're going to be talking a lot, about, uh, a lot about Raw and SmackDown. Any other news? We're going to try to crank that out in the first hour, hour and 15 minutes. I want to spend the last 45 minutes. Uh, Steve and I are going to write down some topics this weekend, put them in a hat and pick one out. And that will be our topic discussion of the night on Rampage Rants, which is kind of the uh, direction I'm leaning toward. I'd like some feedback on that. So if you want to hit up the Rampage Rants Facebook page, I greatly appreciate that. 
uh, and give me some feedback on if you guys would like a topic every week that we do outside of just breaking down the news. Because um, we don't always get the chance to do a topic on this show. You know, most people know no. Wednesday night we have guest book. I have been sick. Um, Steve has been going through some medical things. We haven't got guests booked up, but we are. Within the next couple months, we're going to get guests booked up. We're going to get anniversary booked, um, and we're going to we're going to have one hell of an anniversary this year because I'm not pulling. I'm going to pull every cat out of my bag that I possibly can think of. Because um, I, I want this to be, this is five years. We've been doing this five years this October. I can't believe it. Um, yeah. I know I feel five years older, but there's a lot that I've learned by doing this show in the past five years. So I want to thank everybody that's been with us so far. Um, and we'll continue the journey until October. Uh, and tell your friends. Your mm-hmm. uh, tell, tell your friends. friends. We'll be back here uh, next week for Ladies' yeah. Night. Ladies' Night comes a little bit early. Buy our merch. Buy our merch. Buy our merch. Buy our merch. On Cafe Press. Buy our merch. Uh, Buy our merch. Buy our merch. We, we have three T-shirts available. Uh, I actually need to talk to Drew about consolidating. Uh, the ER logo with a smaller version of the TNT and a smaller version of the war logo on it. So I can get all three logos on one shirt. Um, I'd really like to do that and have that as a fourth option shirt. Um, don't forget that uh, we're, we're going to try to throw up uh, in the month of October. We'll be throwing up one of our old Ugh. logo pictures. Um, our old logo PWR Slam. Uh, we had some, we had a couple good logos on that, and uh, I think that uh, we're going to put those up in the month of October, September to October. Keep them up September and October. You can get them for Halloween if you want a hoodie. You could get a hoodie, however you want it. Um, and we'd appreciate it if you'd wear these out at local shows that you go to because that's great advertising for us. There are still a lot of people that do not know we exist. Um, Facebook is a great tool, but Facebook has limited no Twitter, views. But... Facebook yeah. has limited views. Um, you know, I post something, not all my 4,000 friends are going to see it. So, right. Right. Uh, that's the way you know, that works. And I, and, I run, and I run on everything on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I have the shows on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, in fact, I spend probably now, like I said before, I probably spend more time on Instagram than I do on Facebook even. So, you know, um, and I'm getting some I'm getting some hookups on there. There's a certain uh, big guy from Impact Wrestling that I'm desperately trying to uh, get on here, and I'm hoping that I can pull it off because... I'm a big fan of his work and um you know and I want and I want to get him on so we can talk to him. Uh I want to get him on and I want to get Tyrus back. Uh I need to reach Me out too. to Tyrus. I like Tyrus. I like Tyrus. Not, yeah. I like Not Tara, Tyrus. Sorry. It's been a long week folks. Tyrus. He was yeah. a gentleman when Damn. he was on. That man knew his oh business. My. 
when when I see him and I say I've interviewed him, I just say he was so sweet. He was all yes sir, no sir, three bags full sir. He was wonderful with Mr. B- Bill Apter. Um, you know, as much as I yeah. am, you know, he's was enthralled. He's very passionate about the business, and I would love to interview which him again. Which is why he's left. Which is why he's left Impact mm-hmm. twice now. Yes, and and if you and that's another one. If you look at on Instagram. He's been uh, taking pictures of his physical transformation, and that mm-hmm. he's gone to a uh, a diet and uh, exercise routine, and he has taken off a good amount of weight. Wow! I mean, if you if you look, I mean, if you look at if you look at some of his pictures on Instagram, and that um, he does not look the same. As he did, L not all that many months ago, and that, or even as Brodus Clay, definitely a huge difference between Brodus yeah, Clay and L. Right, right. Um, and I'm proud of him for that. You know, it, it takes a lot of guts and a lot of get up and go. Dieting is hard. Okay, uh, everybody goes. Sean, you used to be a wrestler. Yes, I did, but you're not in shape. I was one of the guys that didn't have to work out to be in shape because at the time when I was wrestling, I had a natural body. I mean, the, the, the fucking, the, the fat just sweated off me, but I, hate I got you. older. Yeah. I got older. Yeah. I got my metabolism slowed down. I put on some pounds. Steve Payne saw me last June. And so she said, good God, I don't think I've ever seen you this chubby. And I about, yeah, I about split the old man with a razor blade. <laughs> hey, well, uh, you did get chubby. You did get chubby there for truth, a moment. Truth is what truth is what it is, Sean. Um, but uh, you know, I um, I dieting is hard, and it takes a lot of self discipline uh, that I don't have, and a lot of commitment to go to the gym. Uh, I don't have the desire to do that. It's not that I don't want the body that comes with it. It's I can't force myself to get up and go. Buy some spanks. Um, <laughs> no. I will just uh okay. I will just deal I will I will Not work on losing my shaver. weight. Come on now, I love mine. <laughs> I will work on uh losing the weight as I can for myself, but I don't think I'm ever gonna be one of these big buff gym guys. It was just never my thing. <laughs> Um, no, me you like to be able to close your arms and not be a front wiper. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it, I'd like to thank everybody again for dealing with me tonight. Uh, I just had to get that off my chest because these individuals will do anything that they possibly can to make somebody else look bad at their personal game. And I think that that's bullshit. I have never come on here for my own personal gain and accused anybody of something that isn't true. I've never lied to my audience about anything. Uh, In the five years I've been doing this, I don't think I've ever told a lie on this airspace once. I haven't lied about numbers that I have spent on shows that I've talked about coming on here. I haven't lied about the numbers we've drawn in attendance. I don't believe in that kind of business that is shady, no, no business. I don't allow other people to come on here and spew vomit that is not going to happen. 
Uh, the, the last time I let that happen, it was Powerhouse Wrestling Entertainment, and we all know where they are now. They had put two shows, and they're done. Well, they had shows previous to that under that banner, but they had two shows in December and folded up and failed. So, yep. you know, I, I just, I will help this business any way I can, but the moment you cross me and you can ask Steve Kane this, I can become your worst enemy. Because I, I have been accused of getting shows shut down that I had nothing to do with getting shut down other than praying to God karma would catch up with those people. And it did. I, I didn't have to do anything. Karma took care of itself. I have learned that lesson with karma. You let karma do what karma wants to do at her time. Yeah. And no, we are not talking about Kia Stevens, a.k.a. Awesome Kong. No. A.k.a. Welfare Queen from GLOW. And I'm going to tell you what. These motherfuckers that have been ripping off our shows and want to repost a show that I did, it must have been years ago. I don't even remember because I was still living at Dad's when I did that. Um, you know, if, if that's all they've got to offer their audience, then maybe they shouldn't be in the world of podcasting because they can't get well, the guests yeah. that you and I can, Steve. And that's what I was saying with, before you went away. They will never have somebody like Brian Blair on their podcast. They will never have somebody like Bill After on their podcast. Because what they are yeah. is a bunch of circle jerking motherfuckers. And that's all I'm gonna yeah. say. Yeah. Okay, boys, yeah. this is this is a wonderful um stimulating conversation. We got I walk I gotta walk the dog. Well we are getting ready to break it up anyway. So I'd like yeah. to thank everybody again. Uh, remember that uh, just because somebody can take your words and twist them doesn't mean that they're always right. Um, exactly. Exactly. Because words can be twisted very easily, especially in this day's yeah. world. Um, yeah. I want to thank everybody for coming out. You need to tune in tomorrow night. It'll be li- uh, the the replay will be live at nine o'clock Central Standard Time, ten o'clock Eastern, right after Impact. And Sunday, we will be uploading one of our four-hour shows. Steve and I are going to have to scourge through this weekend to find one and get it uploaded. So you've got something on Sunday to listen to after you get home from church. And, you know, you think you want to take a nap, but you don't really want to. So you're kind of bored, and we're going to give you something to do with that time. So, yep. Sure. And, well. and some of these girls that were on – back then have gone on to Ring of Honor and even other places. So you might you might want to actually tune into this one because there might be somebody that you may know, may have heard of that is now in Ring of Honor or one of the other organizations. Yeah. And I and I'll tell you the other people we need to get back, Steve, and I know you're working on it. The Lucha Underground's debut is right around the corner. We will be bringing you the stars of Lucha Underground very soon. 13th. So we're going to try to uh, get – oh, damn it. I'm going to – Marty the Moth and uh, the other one. Oh. Not Mary Posa. Yes. Marty. You should see Marty. Marty looks so – I need to find that question, Marty has what? shaved off his beard. Wow. wow. 
he does well, okay, not boys, look like the same stimu- guy. This is all stimulating. It's all stimulating, but I need to walk the dog. And the other one I want to <laughs> yep. get back, go ahead, Katie. The other one oh. that I want to get back is Cobra Moon. Good night. Good night. So, yep. I definitely want to get Cobra Moon back. Yes, yes. We owe her from the very first time when her battery died out. Yes, we do. So uh, this has been a 2018 Rampage production brought to you by myself, Steve Kane, Chaotic Katie. This is an Evolution Radio Network podcast. All rights reserved. This is a copyright of Blog Talk Radio. Anybody that is caught using these shows without a written verbal consent or the consent of Blog Talk Radio could be punished by law. So please keep yeah. that in mind. Um, and if you want to hear, and if you want to hear these shows again, you can get on TuneIn Radio either on the web or through Amazon Alexa, or we are also available on Spreaker. So, do us a favor sure this week. You do us a favor over the weekend. Uh, let's see. We've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday before uh, we got five days before we're back on the air live. I want you that's listening at home to tell five people about this podcast in the next week. It would help yes. us a ton. We know that you know people that will enjoy this. We'll have guests back here next week. It'll run like it normally should. Um, and man, we're going to keep cranking this thing out because We've done it for five years. Steve Kane hasn't kicked the bucket yet. I think we're going to be able to do it for at least another five more. So um, I'm excited for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I just want to say thank you again. It's time to, it's time to kick everybody out of here. So yeah, you can go where you want to, but you can no longer stay here. It's time to get the hell out. Good night, everybody.
for you to go out to the places you will 